Hey, it's Beth here, episode 431. You know, I'm still talking over 65, but today I have something to say. For two days, I've been having like this, ugh, I feel like I'm on television, this, this situation with this hummingbird. So two days ago, I'm just in the kitchen eating, you know, binging as usual. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't loud because I heard this crash on one of the windows on the patio. I go running out there, I don't see anything. I come back in and I have this feeling because two years ago, a hummingbird ran into the window and died. I've had two hummingbirds come into the house. I've closed the doors. It won't happen again, but it didn't remind me of that. It reminded me of the hummingbird that died. I buried him in my garden. It was very sad. So I go back out and I lean down to look at the cement and there was the hummingbird because it was his stomach. He was on his back and his stomach was the color of the cement. I was like, oh my God. So I go over and I pick him up and I turn him over so his pretty feathers are showing and he's in the palm of my hand and he's He's like convulsing. So I'm talking to him and this this went on for like 25 minutes. But in the first five minutes he kept convulsing but it got slower and slower. I was like, oh great. And then it got so slow that it stopped and he put his head down on my hand and I thought he was dead. But I just stayed there and I, I told him to come back. I told him everything was gonna be fine and it was gonna be a great summer and he just needed to be part of it. And he lifted his eyes. And then five minutes later, he lifted his head. And then two minutes later, Kit comes home from a walk, finds me outside and there I am with the hummingbird. So it's, it really happened. Someone else saw it. It was in my hand. And so he said, let me get it something to drink, which is important because if this ever happens to you, hummingbirds have just so little time because they need to eat all the time. That's how they live. It's very uh, on the edge of life. Constantly, they need to eat. So he went inside to make some little nectar and then he came back and it was in, in something that we could work with. So, and I should have put it in my hand, but I hadn't read all about this. Now I know. So. He went back in, got something else, came out, put it in front of the hummingbird. The hummingbird looked at it and flew away. I saved the hummingbird's life. I couldn't believe it. So then yesterday, I'm out, I come home, I'm in the kitchen, binge eating again. This part, I mean, it's just four o'clock, it's arsenic hour, that's what I do every day. I think it was peanuts, I'm not sure. I heard a lesser thunk. Like the first one was like this, and this one was like this. Unfortunately, Ruckus, my dog heard it. So he comes outside, he's not mean, and he's looking at it, and this one is fluttering. I don't think he was gonna hurt it. He might've put his paw on it or something, thought it was a toy. So I got him out of the way, picked him up again. It's the same hummingbird, I'm sure, because I looked at his, the colors on his neck and on his back, and it was the same guy. He goes right back in my hand. This time, he wasn't as 
knocked out. So we sit down, we're having a little talk about what, what his problem is, like what is wrong with you? And so I hold him and then I'm remembering uh, that he needs to eat because I thought of all these things in the middle of the night and how to feed him. And so we sat there for like five or 10 minutes because it's fun holding a hummingbird. And then I thought I'm gonna put him on the perch of the hummingbird feeder where there's a war going on. Every spring, spring there's a war going on. And around June, all three of them, it's always three, they decide we can have a truce and they all go to the bird feeder, which I wish would happen with life and countries and everyone. But no one seems to lear learn as well as hummingbird. Anyway, it's not June. So I thought I will stand there like a pit bull and growl, make sure nobody comes near the hummingbird feeder so he can stock up. So I put his little, put him, put him on the hummingbird feeder, his little tiny feet, which actually hummingbirds can't walk. They can hop sideways and you'll see it on the hummingbird feeder. I didn't know that's all they could do. Don't tell them, but, that's, but I know that's all they can do. So I put him on the perch and then he flew off. I've had two days with my hummingbird. I keep looking out the window waiting for him to do it again. I've closed the curtains so he can't see his reflection if he thinks it's another hummingbird. But I've been watching this guy and he does some pretty amazing aerobics out there. He is that guy. There is one that is spectacular and the one that died two years ago was spectacular. I think it's uh, it's the ones, you know, like Darwin says, it's the dumbest ones that die. I actually think sometimes it's the most spectacular and the most daring. And it's not always what Darwin says. I'm positive. It's the flamboyant ones that get knocked out of the sky. This guy is flamboyant. So I, I remembered him perfectly. I should have had my camera, but I didn't. When you're in the moment, you just don't think. He is an immature male, which is so true because he's so crazy. Two days in a row, he can't figure it out. I gotta close the curtains. I'm getting hummingbird decals for, for the window. I'll do anything I can. I've gone every five minutes to check if he's there again on the ground, passed out. He's just like a teenager. Oh my God, so I found out his name, which was, that's what I did this morning, and I just about died because he's Anna's hummingbird, like my friend Anna. Anna. I had to call him David because it does remind me of Anna. It's just a sweet old hummingbird that isn't afraid and is sweet and is, you know, like when you read about hummingbirds, she would have loved it because he's the chubbiest hummingbird of them all. The friendly, the friendliest, the most prolific, and it will mate with different species of hummingbirds, which I think is very friendly. And it baffles bird watchers because they see hummingbirds that just don't fit into the guide. And it's all because of the Anna's hummingbird. The female hummingbirds decorate their, their little nests better than anybody. And what you call a group of hummingbirds is a bouquet of hummingbirds, which is fabulous. And I have to tell you, I've got to read this because you will not believe it. The best thing about the mature, if this guy ever makes it, male hummingbird is they're fabulous looking, but they don't think that's enough. So what they do is 
And I've been seeing this guy, that's what he's doing out there. He's practicing his moves. So the male Anna's hummingbird performs a spectacular courtship display. I've been watching this. He dives from 130 feet up in the air, swoops to the ground in front of the female or me. He's, you know, he I think he's nearsighted or something and creates a buzz through his feathers at the bottom of the dive and it is like a brutal brutal it sounds like that it's a it's a fabulous thing i think this guy's gonna make it if he can just stay alive i think the girls are gonna like him i think he's fabulous the female lays two eggs and she sits on him for 15 to 19 days they are not sadly monogamous which i enjoy monogamy um I, I have a funny feeling that my guy is monogamous because he keeps running into the same window, which makes me feel like maybe he's going to go for the same female over and over. Never hits another window, just the same window in the same spot. So I'm hoping that he has a little monogamy in him. Okay. They, um, the birds fly away after 22 days. Talk about separation anxiety. That's pretty quick. They eat a lot. They eat a lot more than other hummingbirds. One one hummingbird, uh, they found 32 insects in its stomach. These guys don't know when to stop doing anything, which makes me love them even more because I have a little control issue myself. They migrate everywhere. Vancouver, it's their bird. It's their city bird. It's, it's so pretty. And he sat in my hand and I'm so in love with him. And I just want to give him a present, but I don't know what to do. How do you give a hummingbird a present? I do make my nectar. You know, you're supposed to do four, four parts water, one part sugar. I do. I almost do half and half. That's the kind of person I am. I'm a great, I'm a great hostess. I have a lot more sugar in mine. And I read articles that say, say it's dangerous. I'm right under the danger zone. Because I think when you're in Texas, it's so hot and it's so hard to get anything here that you need a little bit more nutrition and that's where barbecue came in. You know, like you've, you've seen the plates of food Texas people eat. It, it's hard being here. It's hot. It, it, people say, oh, it's the nearest um, drugstore. It's 20 miles away. Everything's hard. So I think it's hard for the hummingbirds too. I don't think there, there are as many insects here. Not little ones. I think we have huge cockroaches, huge crickets. These little hummingbirds need tiny bugs. I just don't think this climate has as many tiny bugs as maybe New Hampshire. So that's my story. And I'm gonna put this um, story about Anna underneath so you can find out who this is. I mean, it's gonna make me cry, but I think I just felt Anna. I just. When I heard it was Anna's hummingbird, this hummingbird has has meant so much to me. It's so, it's such a moment. It's like a moment of grace. I was transported. I don't even know it could have been even longer that I was just standing there with this hummingbird in my hand. And I can't stand, I have bunions. My feet look like cloven hooves by the time I was finished with this 20 minutes. I didn't care. I didn't care. These, this hummingbird, He's a, and he's an immature male. But just the way he flies, the way he behaves, he's just like a teenager. And teenage boys are so adorable and so dangerous and so, so crazy. But that's my story. 
I just hope he comes back today. Even though I've made it safe for him, I wonder, I think I'm gonna stand out there and see if he comes to the theater and lets me look at him. I think we're that close now. I saved his life the first day. The second day, he was just kidding around. So, anyway, Anna's hummingbird, and you know, just this is what I love about life. You just don't know what's gonna happen. And that was wondrous. I certainly don't think that's gonna happen. So, that's all I've got. My hummingbird facts are great. Just, it's very rare for them to go into a window, which is odd. I mean, I'm not sure this guy can see all that clearly, but if he just sticks around and stays in my backyard, and Anna's hummingbirds are prolific. Every year, 2% more everywhere you go because they love suburbia. I'm in suburbia. I think we could have a future. And they live nine years. Well, that was the longest. Eight years is average. He and I could go, we can go on forever. I, don't, I, I mean, eight years is a long time in my book. So anyway, Anna's hummingbird, a miracle, last two days, I'm sky high. I dreamed about hummingbirds all night long. So just look around and look up. There's there's a lot. Or look down. This guy was on the ground because he, <laughs> he he's he's got a problem. He's a you know he's a hummingbird that needs me. So I'll be back with more hummingbird information because I am in it now. And stay sane, and I will be back. <laughs>